The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chris and Nick Show here on Big Radio. I am one of the hosts, Nick Bellotto, joined as always by Chris Flum to break down the 2023 New York Giants wide receiver room. Chris, this has been a room that we've been discussing for quite a while now. I remember the days when the Giants had to play guys like Damian Ratley and these wide receivers that Daniel Jones was throwing the football to that you're like, you know what? We need to upgrade this position for this young quarterback. The Giants have done that. Now, I don't think, and I want to get your opinion on this, the Giants necessarily have a 1A at the wide receiver position. Darren Waller would be that at the tight end position, but they don't have that 1A at the wide receiver position, but they have a lot of depth, and this is the deepest wide receiver room that we've seen in quite a while. So first, Chris, how you doing? And secondly, would you agree with that assessment? Yeah, I am doing pretty well trying to rehydrate after getting some yard work done to start the morning before it got too hot but now ready to talk about these wide receivers and yeah the the Giants wide receiver position is I would say pretty interesting It, it does not follow the kind of archetype that we've come to expect from the NFL offense where you've got your big number one receiver he's your ex then you've got your again probably pretty good size savvy route runner as your flanker and then you've got your quick shifty slot receiver the, the giants have they have a lot of players in their wide receiver room but they don't have too many of the classic archetypes i wouldn't say they have the classic archetypes and i would also I guess, argue or at least posit that some of these individuals, they're interchangeable because you can put some of them in a box. They, they fit into a box like slot receivers, Paris Campbell, but we know he could play outside. Sterling Shepard, but we know he can play outside. I would say Wandale Robinson and Jalen Hyatt, they also fit into the slot receiver archetype. Whereas your outside receivers, your bigger type of guys, you have Isaiah Hodgins, you have Colin Johnson, you have Darius Slayton, who also aligned in the slot last season as well. Bryce Ford Wheaton, the David Sills of the world. So those players, if you had to label them, you would say they're slot or they're outside. But I think in this offense, it's all interchangeable with the pre-snap motion and the movement that Mike Kafka and Brian Dable utilized last season. And I think it all just comes down to how how savvy some of these wide receivers are in terms of 
how to run routes, where to run routes based on the coverage and the leverage of the defenders that are in front of them. And if they understand how to create separation based on that coverage and leverage, I think that's the primary aspect of playing wide receiver that Kafka and Dable were looking for. I mean, they've said it so many times. They want smart wide receivers who understand where and when to be there based on the coverage that the defense is running based on the play that is called as well. And I think that's why you saw Joe Shane draft Wandale Robinson. I think that's why we see some of these players on this roster who might not be the most impactful names or the best athletes per se, but they just know what to do a la and Isaiah Hodgins. Yeah. And that's something Joe Shane said during the draft, the the lead up to the draft that we talked about quite a bit, but I'm not sure how much it got talked about elsewhere is that the giants were really looking for smart receivers, guys who understand the nuance of playing the wide receiver position. And they didn't really care a whole hell of a lot about guys, body types. Yeah. That was why Zay flowers suddenly became a very, popular name with respect to the Giants because he was a very smart receiver despite the fact that or well not really the despite as well as being a very undersized receiver he he had the savvy to play inside and outside despite being you know five foot nine so that I think that does create some interesting scenarios with this very versatile group of wide receivers. And this is a deep group, like we said, and it might not have that one A, but there is a little bit of a, um, I guess, some question marks with some of these players just because they're coming off of injuries. Sterling Shepard has been injured for the last several seasons. He tore his Achilles last year in the beginning of the season, and now it's questionable if he's going to be ready for training camp or going to be ready for the regular season. Wandale Robinson, similar. He got hurt towards the end of the year against the Detroit Lions after kind of his coming out party. We're not really 100% certain if he's going to be healthy. And then there's Colin Johnson, who came off a devastating knee injury as well in training camp, but he's out there catching passes from Tyrod Taylor right now in OTAs. But we're not 100% sure what this 11 personnel package is going to look like and who will be available through training camp and into week one in the preseason just because there are new additions that we'll get into in a little bit and because of those injuries. Yeah, I think the things we do know is that Isaiah Hodgins and Sterling, uh, sorry, Isaiah Hodgins and Darius Slayton are going to be the starting outside receivers. And then everything else is kind of up in the air. You know, slot receiver, that could be Paris Campbell, that could be Jalen Hyatt, that could be Wondell Robinson once he is healthy and able to be a full go. Uh, Sterling Shepard as well. But then we, the Giants also have a bunch of reserve wide receivers who could also be special teams factors or potential slots or outside players. They've got Jeff Smith, Khalil Pimpleton, Jamison Crowder, Makai Polk, Jaden Mickens. So it's going to be interesting to see how everything kind of sorts out. But I think after those first two guys, those first two guys on the outside, there's a lot of questions. There's a ton of questions, and I'm not even sure what a starting wide receiver looks like in this offense. Like, How many snaps is that starter going to play? Like 60% roll if all of these guys are healthy and available? And I mean, they wouldn't all be available because the Giants aren't going to carry eight or nine wide receivers on the roster. There's going to be some really tough cuts if injuries do not happen because the Giants, as we said a little bit earlier, they're deep here. But a player like Paris Campbell, he could play snaps on the outside. Maybe Jalen Hyatt 
can play snaps on the outside. So I think there's just going to be such a strong rotation based on basically the game plan. And if the Giants can establish some sort of mismatch against the defense that they're going up against, I think they have a competent group of wide receivers here. And a lot of these guys can do different things like adding a player like Jalen Hyatt can fundamentally change what your offense can do. And Chris, we know that is valuable. That is a very that is an imperative thing that the Giants needed to add to their offense to take this offense to the next level. Because as we know, and as we've said so many times, bro, this team ranked dead last in creating explosive plays last season. And there were some putrid offenses last year. And the Giants were last. And despite that, they still went to the playoffs and they won a playoff game. But adding a player like Jalen Hyatt can fundamentally change your ability to create explosive plays and also open up the run rushing attack and, and do so many other things for you just because his speed changes and puts fear into the hearts of defensive coordinators. Yeah, and Hyatt wasn't the only athletic receiver the Giants added. They also added Paris Campbell, who's you know, a kind of a flyer. He didn't really do much in his first three years with the Colts, and then he seemed to I he came on last year. He still didn't have a great season, but then again, the Colts offense was one of those putrid offenses you were just talking about. But he finally started to play up to his athletic upside. So he is another guy who is very fast, very explosive, a potentially dynamic player. In addition to Darius Slayton, who we know he is explosively athletic, he just has the occasional issue hanging on to the ball at the catch point, which is something he does need to continue to work on. So the Giants do have the ability to stretch the field vertically to force defenses to defend every blade of grass and create opportunities for themselves underneath create space for the underneath routes the intermediate routes and also the running backs and you would hope bryce ford wheaton if you were to make this team and again i don't think the giants want to attempt to squeeze this kid through the waiver process i'd imagine that he'd get claimed especially if other teams suffer injuries at the wide receiver position in preseason or in training camp but if you have a player like bryce ford wheaton and if he could play a little bit faster because again four three eight love that speed with that size but i i didn't think he played to that personally but having his presence out there, if he can develop, could also add something different to your offense. And if you want to mix and match some of these players, man, and say if Colin Johnson or Isaiah Hodgins make the team with Bryce Ford Wheaton, you just got tree trunks out there, man. You just got these, these gigantic, thick individuals who are also towering in size along with a Darren Waller. Your 11 personnel package could get really creative, or you can go with the smaller, speedier, shifty, smart type of lineup with Paris Campbell, Wandell Robinson. And even Darius Slayton, who's a little bit bigger, but still he's a smart wide receiver, understands where to be. So I wanted to ask you, Chris, put you on the spot a little bit since this isn't in the dock, but <laughs> if you had to choose an 11 personnel package, and I know a lot of this is going to be, uh, I guess, predicated on who you're going up against, but what do you think the ideal 11 personnel package is out of the, out of the wide receivers? And Darren Waller would be the tight end, I'd imagine. But out of the wide receivers that we have here, who are the three receivers you would choose? Now, are we saying ideally ideal or ideal out of a realistic scenario? I think ideally ideal. Let's let's shoot for the stars, okay. man. Let's go over the moon. Well, then I'll say uh, Isaiah Hodgins, Jalen Hyatt, and Sterling Shepard is the slot because Sterling Shepard is— you're going with Shepard. 
Sterling Shepard is one of the best route runners in the NFL. He's one of the most dependable slot receivers in the NFL. Also, ideally ideal, he would be healthy, which is something we, like you said before, we haven't seen from him in about three years because, you know, Back three years ago, he had that terrible run of concussions, and then he started having the lower body injuries over the last two years. And I'll be honest, it's to the point where I really do worry about him, just as a man, as father of a young child. Like, I I would salute him if he kind of pulled a Chris Snee and transitioned into coaching, and into an off-field role. Like, I understand he loves football. He he desperately wants to play the game, but yeah, I, I, at this point, I'm not sure his body can really stand up to it. But in an ideal world, of the Giants' slot options, he's the one I would want to be on the field. I would love for a healthy Sterling Shepard. I, I just don't, like you already said, we're not really certain how that's going to materialize. Luckily, the Giants have other options at the slot that we went over, Paris Campbell, Wando Robinson, Jalen Hyatt. And there's a lot of slot receivers. I, The beginning of this offseason, I called this team the, the slot machine after they signed Paris Campbell because they have so many guys. And that's before they selected and drafted Jalen Hyatt in the third round out of the University of Tennessee. But I also think if Colin Johnson is healthy and you brought back Darius Slayton now and you have Isaiah Hodgins and you added Bryce Ford Wheaton and draft the free agency, you have some outside reliable receivers, some of them being savvy as like a Isaiah Hodgins, a very smart type of receiver. Slayton, he's more explosive, drops the football a little bit, but he adds an element to this offense that I still believe is important. And if you think back to last season, Chris, basically all the explosive plays that came through the air seem to be to Darius Slayton. Now, at least you have more options that can help you create explosive plays. So what do you think of the slot machine type of offense that we have? And how do you feel about these outside receivers heading into the season? Yeah, I, I think the slot machine offense is, it has the potential to be very interesting because the Giants have a bunch of guys who are athletic and able to, do a lot with not a li- with not a lot of room. You know, guys like Wandale Robinson and Sterling Shepard, assuming they are healthy, they only need a glimmer of daylight to make a defender miss and pick up yardage, or just a slight hesitation or mistake on a de- on the defender's part to create separation and get open. Then you've got Jalen Hyatt and Paris Campbell who can stretch the field out of the slot. So the Giants have a lot of different options. Uh, Wondell Robinson, former running back, you can motion him into the backfield from the slot to create a different look to potentially go from an 11 personnel to a pony package if you wanted and just create a whole bunch of headaches for the opposing defense. So I think having all these slot receivers does give the Giants a lot of, a lot of versatility to attack defenses, and that's not even counting Darren Waller, Lawrence Cager, uh, their various running backs, uh, Matt Breida, Saquon Barkley, obviously, who can motion into the slot from the backfield. Yeah, Daniel Jones finally has... Oh, sorry, buddy. I'm not going. Just saying, Daniel... Daniel Jones finally has those options at wide receiver and at other positions, as you articulated, that he so desperately (laughs) 
missed throughout a lot of his career. And a lot of these guys also, man, they can align to the outside. Like you can go out there with Paris Campbell, Jalen Hyatt, Wandell Robinson, and then you can motion somebody to the number two spot and then run them on a drag over the middle of the field and do whatever with the other wide receivers. It's just, as you said, the ability to mix and match your receiver body types and your personalities to maximize what you're doing against the defense that you're going up against. And I think the training camp battles that we're going to see on the outside in the slot and then at the reserve special teams role, because we're not even talking about Jeff Smith and, and Jamison Crowder. Those are the two I think we can really focus on. Like we like Khalil Pimpleton, Makai Polk, Jaden Mickens, but Jamison Crowder and Jeff Smith are the two special teams players that, that I'm looking at. And I'm like, is there really a spot for Jamison Crowder on this roster? It seems like the Giants liked Jeff Smith a lot and they want to improve their special teams. Can those guys add anything to the offense, though? And I think that's something that you need to at least think about. Because last year at this time, Chris, who are we talking about? A wide receiver addition that nobody really knew that much about was coming off of an injury drafted by the 49ers, had not, you know marginal success, Richie James. And then Richie James ended up being a pivotal part of the 2022 New York Giants. So I'm wondering if any of these guys we're looking at as special teams players can actually step in and play wide receiver if injuries do affect the New York Giants like they did last season? Yeah, that, that I think is a very good question because the Giants have a lot of bodies and it's going to be difficult to make their team as a wide receiver. But also, they could only be one or two injuries away from being right back where they were last year with respect to their wide receiver position. They're they're in a very interesting place. There's There's a duality to it where if things pan out if Isaiah Hodgins is the continues to be the player we saw last year builds on what he did last year he could be a very good a very useful dependable receiver or if he takes a step back he goes back he's just a really a, a practice squad player that you suddenly are starting because he had a good half of a season yeah you know, Darius Slayton was all but off the team until he cut until things kind of clicked for him last year. If they unclick, you know, if he if he has a, another bad run of drops or something like that, you know, where is the offense? And then if you have injuries or you know anything can happen. Yeah, I am kind of intrigued by Khalil Pimpleton. Excuse me, Khalil Pimpleton among the reserve guys. The Giants do like Jeff Smith. But I also remember the Detroit Lions, they were upset to lose Khalil Pimpleton to the Giants. I, he was kind of a training camp and preseason star for the Lions last year. So he's a guy I am kind of keeping an eye on as maybe like a Wandale Robinson understudy. And if Wandell Robinson and Sterling Shepard struggle to get healthy, maybe an opportunity could open up for a player like Khalil Pimpleton, albeit Paris Campbell and Jalen Hyatt are still on this roster. And you know what, New York Giants fans, it's excellent to have this many options because we know over recent years, Giants have not had that many options at the wide receiver position. But Chris, before we talk about the 2023 passing attack of the New York Giants and how it can change based on the personnel that was retained and added this past offseason, let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors here at SB Nation. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. 
questions including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking. From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the future of work, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropG Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, Chris, let's ask you right now, okay? How do you think the New York Giants' passing attack could change heading into this next season, because with all these different people, these different skill sets that were added, I believe we could see this coaching staff really try to do a bunch of different funky, cool, and innovative things with the personnel they have. You know, that that is a very dangerous question to ask, because I am almost certainly going to be wrong, because I don't know if I can predict what Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka are going to do. These are two very creative coaches. They are... I mean, I'm not sure if innovative is the correct word, but very adaptive coaches. They are very good at looking at what their personnel, who their personnel are, and what they do well, and then scheming to that to the best of their ability, trying to fit these various pieces together as well as possible. And we talked about how diverse and versatile this wide receiver group is and could be this year. So I, I do have to, I, I think it really does expand on what they are able to do with respect to the offensive scheme. Yeah. I at least hope the giants will look further down the field this year. Yeah. Like we talked about in the first half, like we talked about throughout last year, the giants were dead last in explosive plays. They had the shortest range passing attack, in the NFL last year. And that kind of has to change. They cannot make it easy for opposing defenses to play downhill on them again this year. It will not work out well. But then you also have to look at the fact that they did have opportunities downfield last year. They just didn't take advantage of them. So how much of that is just the comfort level of the overall offense is with this uh, West Coast quick game and the the quick RPO passes that are kind of inherently short-ranged. But like we talked about in the first half, getting Jalen Hyatt, getting, excuse me, getting Jalen Hyatt, Paris Campbell, having Darius Slayton, having these wide receivers who can stretch the field, that opens things up for everybody else. Even if the ball isn't necessarily going to them every time they're streaking down the field. Absolutely. And that's probably one of the things I'm looking forward to the most this season is just how Daniel Jones and how this offense can hit on some of those plays 15 plus yards down the football field. Because you're right, last season and like the Giants added players who can significantly help this. But last season, there were opportunities 
throughout a lot of these games. The Seahawks game come to mind, the first Philadelphia game before it was just blown out in that proportion. There, there, there were a lot of opportunities when I was going through the film where I was like, look, I know I'm being maybe a little bit nitpicking in some of these situations, but windows in the NFL are so tight and you need to take advantage of them when they present themselves specifically down the football field. And I felt like there were times where Daniel Jones just never really maximized some of those opportunities. And now there were times where he did the one-on-one against um, with, with Sterling Shepard against um, Tennessee Titans and the come from behind victory. That was huge, right? He had the pass against Jacksonville on the opening drive to Darius Slayton in the one-on-one situation down the sideline that went for a touchdown. Like you love that, but you just want to see it more consistently. And I think now that you added these options who might give Daniel Jones more of a warm and fuzzy to make to attack downfield and, and the offense might be better set up to scheme plays where it's like, hey, we're going to have this one-on-one situation. If it's there, take it. And then maybe the Giants can execute on some of those throws and they won't rank dead last in explosive plays because that just can't happen. Again, it's not really sustainable. In today's offense in the NFL, man, modern offense, you need to be able to actually hit on 20-plus yard plays and be able to really flip the game just off of one play. And that was by far and away the weakness of the Giants offense last year. But you know what? Paris Campbell, Jalen Hyatt, retaining Darius Slayton, having players like that on your offense, and then obviously bringing in Darren Waller, it gives you a much better chance to hit on those plays. So I don't know, man. I'm looking forward to the 11 personnel package. I'm looking forward to the 12 personnel package with Daniel Bellinger out there. And maybe even if Lawrence Cager stays out there and you want to you wanna run 12 personnel with Cager and Waller, then it could be interesting from that standpoint. We've talked about the pony package. There's there's a lot of different things that this Giants offense can do, and that's it's excellent to have options. And I think this coaching staff is a coaching staff that can most certainly take advantage of those options. Yeah, and talking about the different personnel packages, we talked about that a bit with the running back preview, the tight end preview. I do wonder what the Giants' base offensive package is going to be. Like It, it will almost certainly be 11 personnel because that is the – de facto base personnel package for the entire NFL. But the Giants have good tight ends and some pretty diverse skill sets at in their tight end room. You know, we talked last show we talked about how you don't really want to have Daniel Bellinger sitting on the sideline all that often, but by the same token, you don't want Darren Waller sitting on the sideline all that often. And it, they've got good running backs. Assuming, you know, this is assuming Saquon Barkley is on the field for the Giants. He signs the franchise tag. They they work out a long-term deal, whatever. Just, just for the sake of argument, we'll assume Barkley is a giant this year and an active giant. You have him, you have, you have Matt Breida. Those are two good players. You don't really want either of those guys not on the field. And you're able to create some really tough mismatches for the defense with either one of those personnel groupings. But if you've got either a 21 or 12 personnel, that's you know two backs or two tight ends, you can only have two wide receivers on the field. So then yeah, which wide receivers are you most comfortable taking off the field? Do you leave off the two outside guys you know, with uh, Isaiah Hodgins and Darius Slayton? Do you leave Jalen Hyatt on the sideline? Do you leave Isaiah Hodgins on the sideline and go for the speed with Slayton and Hyatt or Hyatt and Campbell or, you know, whatever. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see how this offense takes shape. And we could see it dramatically 
change shape on a week to week basis, just based on the matchups and the tendencies of their opponent. Absolutely. Chris, do you have anything else on the Giants 2023 wide receiver room? No, you know, I, I'm going to be very, very interested to see how this all shakes out over the course of mandatory mini camp and then training camp. And in particular, I really want to see what happens with, uh, obviously, Wandale Robinson and Sterling Shepard, Colin Johnson, the guys who were injured last year. But I also want to see what happens with Paris Campbell, Bryce Ford Wheaton, these guys that I think could be in line to more or less come out of nowhere and take major roles. Like I said this before we started recording, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be incredibly surprised if Bryce Ford Wheaton winds up being the Giants' third outside receiver if he leapfrogs over David Sills and Colin Johnson because he does have that rare size speed combination he just needs to play up to it i'm right there with you man i think it's going to be fascinating bryce ford wheaton is one of those names that i'm going to be looking forward to the most in training camp but thank you everyone and thank you harley for barking thank you everyone for tuning in to the chris and nick show here on big blue view radio going over the new york giants wide receiver position if you guys have not done so already please rate, like, subscribe to the podcast, and also head on over to bigblueview.com and check out all of our written content. Thank you very much, everyone, and have a lovely day.